We are live. Welcome, everyone. My name is Nikki Lopez of Nikki Lopez Creative, and you're watching The Circle every Tuesday, 8.30 to 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm talking to artists, activists, social entrepreneurs, people doing great things in the world today. And I have a very special guest and friend tonight. We have Ted Davis. Thank you for being here. Thank you. It's an honor to be here, and I've always enjoyed your the circle for many years since you've been doing it and um i'm honored to be here and to chat with you this evening so thank you thank you thank you so much i'm not, the feeling is mutual so honored to have you on um so we're we're live in a few places we are live on facebook on under nikki lopez creative we're also live in the facebook group the circle um we're live on youtube and periscope and once this is recorded, it gets uploaded to your favorite podcast. You can catch out the replay. So just jumping in, uh, Ted Davis is a visual artist. He's also the owner and curator of Ted Artworks Gallery, um, the owner of Ted Davis Events, and also was affiliated with Wolf Trap Foundation for the Performing Arts. So I know there's a long, <laughs> a much longer list, that, but that's still a lot. So um. You know, let's just jump into it. What what was your start to your creative journey? Well, I I think I must have got hit by lightning at a young age. I don't know, but no, I grew up in Philadelphia, and um, I've always knew that I had a vision to be creative and to do creative things, and um, but that didn't happen till later on in my life. So. You know, because I was busy getting established as a young man, as a gay man, as a, you know, um, through my teenage years, to earn a living, make some money. And then, um, you know, I was, I've always been inspired by others that I've seen who are creatives. And, you know, I would walk past an art gallery and I'd, I'd admire the artwork or I'd go to a performance and I admire the art, you know, the the concert or the dance or you know, I even liked uh, a ballet once in a while, you know, so I enjoyed um, those things. And, you know, as a kid, I didn't have any money to go to the theater. So I would just hang up by the stage door and sneak in, you know, so I was able to see these performances as a young kid, um, which I really enjoyed. But um, in my creative journey, it started in my later years as I was a professional and I wanted to release some stress. So, you know, instead of... Um, coming home, you know, you have to you work all day and you come home and you, you want to unwind. So instead of having a glass of wine or a beer, I would do some artwork and dabble in this and that. And I found that um, the type of art that I liked to do was um, more of constructions. I always loved Louise Nevelson and Joseph Cornell. Um, and I loved uh, recycling and using found objects because, you know, when you're when you don't have any money, you sell objects. So that was um, there were always there were always things available to create art with, mm -hmm. and that just led into uh, being my creative force. You know, and what I've learned to do, and it took many years, and it's still I still am my worst critic, as we all are as artists, mm -hmm. you know, uh, for sure. Mm -hmm. But um, you know, I just enjoy it. So. 
um, when people talk about um, imposter syndrome, you know, which I feel I have, I say, you know, I'm in good company. Einstein and Maya Angelou has it. So, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, um, we have a couple of comments. We have Jane and Trish saying hello. Uh, hi, Jane and Trish. Yes, yes. And Thank you for joining us. Yeah, we have Sylvia Ames and good evening, Nikki and guests. Yes. Hi, Sylvia. Thank you for joining us. Yes, absolutely. Um, what would you do? You have um, because you said you do a lot. Do you still do a lot of found objects in your work? Yeah, I still um, do these constructions. As a matter of fact, I, I, and I'm trying like right now with uh, COVID and stuff. I'm trying to keep my art out there. So I just entered a couple pieces in the Broward Art Guild and, you know, uh, there's a piece in ArtServe. So I'm constantly just trying to keep the art out there, you know, and I do, I have, we do have time to create because we're not, we're laying low, you know, mm -hmm. so I, I've been able to create, although there were days where you didn't want to create anything because you were worried about the world and the, you know, where we're going to go. But I'm, I'm very optimistic that we're going to be even better than ever, and mm -hmm. I hope in like soon. <laughs> Give me a shot. Yeah, you have some people like we're waiting to get back to normal, and some people are adapting. There is no normal to get back to. We have to create that new normal. So um, there's a lot to there's a lot to think of and consider as we move forward. So exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is there any is there any particular narrative um, that's consistent that you explore in your work or? Well, I like to portray things that sort of tell a story. You know, a narrative is telling a story, and you know, with my artwork, for example, one of my pieces that I have as my favorite is a um, it has a dog coming out of it, and up running up this dog's leg is a mouse or a rat. And my um, husband and I were home one night and his mom was with us and um, there was a mouse in the house and the dog's running all around. We had a, a, I think at that time we had a yellow lab or something and the dog's running all around the kitchen and she's up on a chair. I'm up on a chair and Brad's up on a chair and the dog's running around. She says, grab the dog. So it just so happened I had these, these pieces of found objects of a dog and this mouse and a bird, you know, because I like to use birds and just all these crazy pieces that I created this construction and it's called grab the dog. So <laughs> I don't know, like sometimes it depends on what I find and I have boxes and boxes of stuff that I've picked up and, you know, so I've rummaged through them. I'm not an organized person where you're going to have your beads in one thing and your, <laughs> you know, your buttons in another, I have them all together. And like, I, I like to go through and pull out and lay things out. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I, I'm just like, I love hearing that because sometimes I'm like, oh, I'm going to get organized. And it's just like, you know what? <laughs> that's that's not happening. <laughs> I'm too busy to be organized. That's what I say. I'm too busy to be organized. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes we have to just let go of these things that, you know, like, you know, there's some things you could change and some things you just have to kind of really embrace. Like, hey, that's who I am. Creative right. chaos. But yeah. I do know where everything is. I was just going to say that. Right? I everything and I'm like, wait, someone moved <laughs> something slightly. <laughs> exactly. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So um, 
I, you, I know you had the art gallery for a while. Can you tell us a little bit about the art gallery? When did it start? What made yes. this gallery? Um, I started the Ted's artworks in what manners. Um, so we're now, I just closed after six years. So it was 2014. Mm. Um, I closed in June of 2020 due to the COVID. Um, I didn't want to have the gallery because I didn't want to sit there and be depressed or worried or alone or, you know, I, I didn't know what was going on. Plus, I mean, while I did like the location, I, there was always trouble with parking during the, luckily when I had my openings, there was plenty of parking because it was always on a Saturday night where the other businesses were closed. But during the week, there wasn't as much traffic. Parking was always an issue a little bit. So I thought, the best thing for me to do is to close it. You know, I didn't, I didn't want to waste the money. I wanted to save the money and keep it going in the bank um, for reopening the gallery in 2021, 2022, but soon, hopefully, mm -hmm. um, when it's safe, because I don't want to jeopardize the public, the artists, or anything. I want to be able to enjoy the way a gallery should really be where you can drink your wine, you can laugh, you could hug, you could kiss, you could shake hands, you know. So um, for the time being, I closed the gallery and I opened tedsartworks.net, which is an online gallery. Mm -hmm. But going back to the gallery, um, you asked me, um, you know, what, when I started the gallery, my objective was to present um, established, but emerging artists within the community because I I wanted to give people a chance that didn't really have the artistic talent or they did have the artistic talent but weren't really discovered or they need to be discovered. They didn't have their name. They didn't have the confidence. They didn't have somebody that supported them and said, "Hey, you're we're putting your work in with these uh, these well-known artists from uh, Fort Lauderdale, Florida, or you know from Broward County," and. Um, that's been a key to my success because I've developed so many wonderful relationships and in presenting these, these, these exhibits, I did once one a month, I've exhibited over a hundred artists at the gallery. One second. <laughs> uh, I exhibited over a hundred artists and at the gallery in six years, uh, partnered with many organizations and did exhibits with their work. So, you know, hundreds of artists have graced the walls there and it's, very exciting um, for me as a as a presenter of art, visual arts. Mm -hmm. And we have a comment. Uh, Jane is saying we miss your gallery and all the wonderful events. We hope we can open again soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, thank you, Jane. I do too. Uh, we'll be back. I may mm -hmm. be doing a little satellite thing here or there around town, mm -hmm. so you never know. But um, we'll see. And we do have a very short clip of uh, the gallery. So I'm gonna like load that up and, and, and sh um, share with uh, everyone here. Let's the see. energy of the gallery. I yes. think this projects it very well. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so let's go. Yeah. And that was then, but this is now. It's coming up, baby. So just get ready. 
I because, know. But I really want to uh, do a shout out there to my friend and the most beautiful person that I know who has been with me all the years since I started the gallery is Fabrizio Cruz. Mm. He is an extraordinary human being and um, I just adore him and he, he is a force. He is an art force and a creative force and he is a, a wonderful human being, so. Mm -hmm. And we have Jane saying, we appreciate how supportive you've been for the local arts community. Well, thank you so much. And I still try to be supportive. Um, mm -hmm. Another thing that I started during this, uh, when I closed the gallery, you know, I'm sitting home and I, what am I going to do? So I'm going to do the Ted's Artworks online. But then I thought, well, how can I help my fellow artists in this community? So I developed um, a platform called Off the Wall. And off the wall is, you know, it's like art off the walls because there is no wall to put the art. But we present a local artist, um, tell a little bit about the artist, their bio, their story, um, and how you survive and what are you doing? You know, what are you painting? What are you eating? What inspires you? How are you helping others during this pandemic? And um, to date, I featured over 50 artists. Wow. And with that, the artist put up to three pieces of their work it's for sale so and it's promoted through my uh email list and my instagram facebook plus there so when they sell the art they get 100 of the proceeds which supports them hopefully i'm hoping people buy art um which you know some do it, it all depends but at least it's out there and it's in the universe and it's helping uh my fellow artists and people in the community Mm -hmm. And I, I think that's something that seems to be um, definitely underlying with, you know, the work that you do and just you as a person, just always just so open to help someone. And, and you know, especially times like this, you know, everyone's suffering. Um, and, you know, not that there is, um, there isn't um, who's suffering the most. Uh, but the creative community definitely got an impact. You know, we if we can't do shows, if we can't show work, if we can't produce programming, you know, um, I mean, it, last March, I literally had four art residencies. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you know, I'm counting those dollars. And I'm like, and bye. <laughs> Zero. I know. Yeah. It was, it was depressing. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. when you're dealt with with that type of thing, you have to survive and you have to be strong and be creative. And, you know, you just got to continue. And, you know, the sun's still shining. Mm -hmm. You just got to sit in it and enjoy the rays until it's, I don't know. To me, I just try to think positive with the minute I woke up, wake up. I had my down days where I think two days in the last year, I went and laid in the bed. Mm -hmm. because I was depressed I mean, <laughs> with the virus and the news and the uncertainty and stuff. And that is like beyond my character. The only time you ever see me in the bed during the day is if I'm definitely ill. So, mm -hmm. but. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I see someone in the Facebook group asking, can you share the show? You can share it, but you cannot share it from the Facebook group for some reason. So if you go to the actual page, uh, Nikki Lopez creative, you could, you'll see the, the video and you could, uh, share it there please do consider sharing it because you know there's a lot of people that may want to check Great. this out um and so um so yeah if you go to the nikki lopez creative facebook page you'll see the video and it has a share link 
So I think that's Tanya. So thank you, Tanya, so much. Uh, what are some of the challenges and highlights uh, for running a gallery? Well, the challenge of a gallery is um, selling art. Uh, <laughs> I mean, art's on the wall, it's beautiful. Um, but I always said to myself, like, and to people, artists, friends, and stuff, you know, an art gallery is like a basket of robins, 57 varieties. You got to have something, you have to have art appeals to different people in different ways. So, mm -hmm. I mean, people see a piece of work, it resonates with them, they say, oh, I got to have it. And then, you know, you got the sale. Then you get to people, oh, I got to think about it, blah, 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 blah. And then sometimes they come back, you know, which is great. Um, but that's really the only challenge. I mean, I never, I never really had many challenges because I didn't look for them. Mm. You know, I, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I never let one, ha I mean, I'm sure there are, ch I had challenges, but I never really looked for the negative. I always try to find the what were what I was just moving forward with the energy, you know, and the art to me in a gallery is very energetic and you know you create a vibe the way it is curated, the the group of artists. There's a certain energy that is felt by people when they walk through the door. Like, you know, when I would curate the show and hang it off the different exhibit, um I would spend hours and hours because I needed to have that energy by looking around the room and like you look at that wall it's fabulous and they you know blending these artists work together is you know is a key so i think being creative with your space and how you present the art and um don't look for any challenges <laughs> is a key to success mm -hmm. and i love that um there's not just something for everyone there but something for everyone's price point you know, so, you know, you'll have a piece that's $100, $75, $200, and you have a piece that's 2000 or more. Exactly. So, you know, um, I love the fact that you have, you know, that mixture of, you know, different uh, levels of artists, but also different price points, because it makes it um, a lot, you know, it makes it pretty accessible for people who want to start to collect or who want to be like, I want to buy a piece of art, but you go into an art gallery, everything's a thousand of thousands of dollars. No, I think art is something that needs to be um, accessible to all. And not only with the price point, but I do believe the um, sizes of art, like a 12 by 12 or, you know, a small piece, you know, five by seven, just so people can have something. If they like it, they could take it home because they have the space to put it. Or some people have the need a big piece of art, but some people, have, they need a small piece of art. Mm -hmm. So I think um, size is important in in in, in an exhibit and a and a curated art show. Yes, mm -hmm. variety. Yeah, and that space, like I mean, it just like from how you curate the work, and it's just like a so much work. It's like a small. It doesn't feel small when you're there, but um, it's a you know you pack a lot of, of art in the gallery. And then you have this, you know, the performers, you have Fabrizio, you know, all these things going on. So it's just like, you know, all of your senses, you know, are engaged when you walk into an, an exhibition of this. So it's pretty amazing. And another, uh, another wonderful thing was the support of the community. Mm -hmm. I mean, the gallery was, was 
accessible to everyone. And my motto was everyone is welcome in that gallery, no matter who the, no matter who, what, where, when, whatever. But it was a space where it was a great sense of community and people and diversity. And that's what created this beautiful energy. Mm-hmm. And people became, you know, people wanted to come. They know one another. They know who expected to see. They know they they were surprised. They were delighted. You know, so there was a lot of uh, neat things that, um, but it was a community, you know, mm-hmm. and they knew that, you know, I felt that people knew that they would always find consistency in the venue and in the people that were there and always, always top of the line. Number one thing, being a gallery owner, you make anybody that walks in that door feel like they're special and welcome and hello, whether you got to, you got to work the room, you got to go around, you know, make everybody, even though you want to talk to five other people over here and they're asking you questions, you just got to remember that, but remember the people that walked in that you didn't even see. Mm-hmm. Very important. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. Building loyalty and friends. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely get that. I definitely got that energy and that welcoming vibe being there. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. So um so get, let's dive in a little bit to the, the Wolf Trap Foundation for Performing Arts. All right. Um Wolf Trap Foundation for the Performing Arts is um they're a partner with the National Park Service. Mm-hmm. So Wolf Trap National Park for the Performing Arts is the only national park in the country that is dedicated to the performing arts. And there, uh, Wolf Trap, it's a beautiful outdoor uh, national park. It's open to the public. But Wolf Trap does the programming there during the summer season. It's sort of like a Tanglewood or Ravinia, Red Rocks. It's an outdoor theater. It's beautiful. Um, this year will be its 50th anniversary. Mm-hmm. So the foundation does the programming there, um, which one night it could be uh, Yo-Yo Ma, the next night Patti LaBelle, the next night it could be the Joffrey Ballet, the next night it could be uh, Cheryl Crow, you know, so it's very diverse programming. Um, and it appeals to everyone's taste that enjoys the arts. And then you could have a musical, you know, a run of the musical rent, for example, for uh, three days and Les Miserables, whatever. But it's very diverse and it runs for about, you know, I think about 110 performances during the summer season now. In addition, the foundation, in addition to the programming there, they have the Wolf Trap Opera Company, which is a world-renowned opera company that brings in uh, these amazing talented opera performers that go on to the Met and other uh, established careers in the operatic world. Mm-hmm. Um, they also have the Institute for Early Learning through the Arts, which is um, a program that is all national all over the country, Wolf Trap uh, Institute for Early Learning. So they do a lot, a lot of work in education um, and things throughout the country. It's a wonderful organization. I worked there 20 years. I knew the founder. Um, I was fortunate enough to know the founder. So I worked there 20 years full time and then I left to start my own business, Ted Davis Events. And that's a whole other chapter in my life too, so. <laughs> that's, awesome. that's awesome. Well, yeah, I think that's a perfect time to kind of jump into uh, Ted Davis Events. Uh, what is it? When did you start it? 
Well, I started uh, Ted Davis Events, um, let's see, so 2008, no, 2000, I don't know the exact year, but say I've been doing it, well, I left 2008, 2008, so 2008. Mm. Uh, so, and what I was uh, nonprofit events and fundraising. Mm-hmm. So I would help a nonprofit organization, whether it be um, a couple of my clients were um, the Montner Project, which is a national lesbian health organization. So I would produce their gala. I would help them raise funds, produce a gala for a thousand people, Washington, D.C. social event, um, bring in the performers, the venue, anything that had to do with organizing and orchestrating an event. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I had, you know, um, Duke Covington School of the Arts, which is an art school. Uh, we had the Legacy Series, which I worked with them in coordinating the, um, I would do the logistics and the registration and ticketing for performance series of legends, which we had Stevie Wonder, we had Earth, Wind & Fire, we had Patti LaBelle, we have um, Bobby McFerrin, Denise Graves. Uh, we, we did a lot of wonderful performances at the Kennedy Center at Strathmore Hall, Sting and Paul Simon and raised a lot of money for the school, which is a a DC public school for the arts, Duke Ellington School. So they were one of my clients for many years. Um, And then I had uh, clients that weren't, weren't well, they've always been nonprofits. So Photo Week DC, I was for many amazing celebration of photography throughout DC for several years that we had uh, all of the city photography projections on the buildings and on museums. So I was a part of that team and orchestrated Photo Week Central, which was the hub and venue for everybody to come in and see the the photography and lecture series and whatnot. Um, I freelanced with uh, PR agencies, producing fashion shows, you name it, I've done it. Then I did a lot of pro bono work for PFLAG, um, helped them, the Trevor Project, event raising money for them was collaborating with my friends and we did these events for nothing just to help the organization it's not always about the money it's about it's about um giving back to the community and the main thing is is you really when you do these events that i found in all my career uh in doing events how many lives that you touch mm-hmm. so if you're helping you know, um, I have Montgomery County Council for the Homeless, which is an organization, I help them with their gala. So they're raising, you know, $500,000 that evening. So how many lives are you helping to touch by helping them raise that money? So mm-hmm. it's a wonderful thing to be able to say that, oh, I work for this organization, I've touched a thousand people's lives, mm-hmm. where they give it, you know, or the beneficiaries of the organization. Mm-hmm. So. Well, that was one of the questions I was going to ask you, like, what do you get out of it? You know, what draws you to that type of work? But I guess, you know, that's part of, you know, some of that reward, knowing how many people you impact. And, you know, nonprofit world is not a big money making uh, area to make money. So, but, you know, it's not all about the money. And so, I mean, if you have a lot of clients and they, all my, all my clients have been repeat clients year after year after year. So I've, I've, the nice thing about that is even your it's consistent work and you have it for years after years, the same client. Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's a benefit of it. And, um, 
the other benefit is your word and your reputation within the community it spreads around because the nonprofit uh, sector of professionals is a very small community and everybody knows one another whether you're working for National Geographic in development or you're working for the um, you know the Helen Hayes Awards for the or Helen Hayes Awards for development everybody knows one another in the in the in the DC I know in the DC community mm -hmm. now when I moved to Fort Lauderdale I didn't want to compete or get into the events business here mm -hmm. so and I've been here living here for eight years but I do fly back to DC to do with my clients there it's like a two-hour flight but so I thought well what am I going to do here I'm not going to be doing these events and that's why I opened up the art gallery mm. Mm -hmm. And I did dabble in art. I did art exhibits in DC for myself. And it was, um, there was a venue, this very old um, church that was empty. And every year I would do, it was called Pleasant Grove. And every year I would do Pleasant Groove. And I pulled together like 20 artists and we'd do a show there for the weekend. And so I, that's when I really started producing these art events. So. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What is something that you feel people may not know about you if they feel like, oh, I know Ted, he's got the gallery, he's got this. What is something that you feel comfortable sharing that people may not know? Well, if you don't know me, you're gonna you're missing out. <laughs> <laughs> I, if you don't know me, you're missing out because I love that. I, I I mean I. I enjoy meeting everybody and I, I always find the beautiful qualities in people that I meet. So, you know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. You meet some people who are like, well, whatever, or you don't want to, you don't want to be associated with, but overall you try to find uh, the beauty in everyone and their qualities. And, you know, you, but as far as uh, to know something about me, well, there's not really not much to know. <laughs> Just come talk to me. I'm approachable. How about that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is, which is, you know, is very refreshing. Uh, whether it's the art world, the events world, you know, nonprofit world. Yeah, being approachable is definitely um, a gift. <laughs> oh, definitely. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. What would you say to someone who is trying to? go down that path that you're on in terms of, you know, curating art shows and doing events and things like that. What are some advice that you could give to them? Well, the advice that I would give to somebody would be, you got to work hard. Don't be afraid to do anything. Mm. Be don't be afraid and don't say you can't do this because you can do whatever you want. I, I've learned that I can do any, I really learned that I can do anything if I really concentrated on and put it together. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I had the confidence. You have to have confidence and, um, you know, don't give up. If you have a dream, you know, I still have a million dreams and I'm all, I'm getting old, you know, <laughs> like what's going to be next. But, uh, I just always, even growing up, I've always learned to find a way and to have the confidence and 
like I said, you know, the challenge, don't have time for the challenges. I just got to keep going forward, you know, and if there is a challenge, you push it aside. So, but I think, and the main thing is, is that your reputation precedes you. So no matter what you do, you put 100% of your best in it and develop a wonderful reputation as the kind of person you want to be. Mm-hmm. And you will, how you would want to be treated, how you would like to be treated, treat others for sure. Mm-hmm. What is what is some what is a good way for people to get in touch with you? Um, like I, I, we shared your Facebook and your Instagram. Do you have a preference for either one? Um, either way, I'm, I'm approachable. You know, um, either way, you can send me an email. You can go to the website tedsartworks.net. Um, you could uh, Facebook, Instagram very approachable and you know if, if there's some artists out here that would like to be featured in off the wall i'd love to do that um with ted's artworks i do that started in june and i've i now have 20 artists and every three months i refresh the website give it a new look add a couple new artists um oh, wow. and the, the former artists bring in some new works and i keep some old works but Every three months, it's got to be refreshed because I have to have the energy of newness. You know, even though people don't see the site every day, I do. Mm-hmm. So I have to have it constantly changing and refreshed. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Do you have any uh, self-care practices or downtime things that you enjoy? Well, my downtime things are my dog, which I can't get enough of. <laughs> um, walks every day, um, hanging out. My downtime, going in uh, to my studio, walking down the beach. I need to sit by the ocean and meditate. Mm. Um, I enjoy that, and um, I enjoy um, reading and going online and seeing what other people are doing, and you know how the world is surviving through this pandemic. What are some of the survival tactics right now that, you know, our galleries are doing and humans are doing and people are doing to cope? You know, mm-hmm. I found all mine and I'm constantly developing more, um, you know, but I can't wait to get, I'm an extroverted person, as you know, and I need to be around people. So it's been hard. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, I have a beautiful husband for my husband, We've been together 40 years, my partner and I, so 40 years. And we were supposed to have a big celebration last 2020 May, which was our anniversary, but we'll celebrate all year this year. Whenever whenever we're ready, we're gonna just blow it out the roof. So, but I've been very blessed to have a beautiful companion and someone that understands me and puts up with me. I'm gonna, <laughs> my craziness, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. If you had access to a time machine, where would you go and why? The past or the future? I would go in the future. Mm -hmm. Because the future is made up of everything from the past. Mm -hmm. If you look at it, there are components of the past in every segue moving into the future so plus i like exploring the unexpected 
And that's that's been my motto too with the gallery. Expect since I started, expect the unexpected because it's been one of my slogans. Um, so the future is important, and I think that the future is the way to go. And I just hope humanity can get their shit together and appreciate the world and the future of people and human beings and life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And the planet for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. What's next for you? What's next for me? <laughs> well, um, I'm going to reopen the gallery, but I need to wait. You know, I don't want to just do it because I want to be safe for me, the community, and I want to feel good about doing it. So, I mean, there's no rest to do it. So, yeah. I mean, I'm happy doing what I'm doing now. I have an idea. Um, for a book that I dabbled in. So that could be down the road. I'm not going to retire because I don't believe in not doing anything because like I said, I'm an extrovert. I need to be around the people. I'm like a vampire. Mm -hmm. So I need that energy and that's what keeps you young. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a lot of things for me coming up. I don't know, but yeah. yeah. Stay tuned. Oh, they'll come. Yeah, yeah. And how is that? Because, you, you know, you say you're an intro, uh, extrovert. Like, how are you coping with this? Like, do are you doing Zoom? Are you <laughs> doing Zoom, doing calls? Um, but, uh, and keep it like with this uh, off the wall, I'm in touch with the artists, you know, how you doing, blah, 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 blah. So constantly um, through, through, through virtual and communications, yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's awesome. Well, it was just such a pleasure to have you on oh, and to share. <laughs> I can stay on a whole hour because I love being here. I can tell you a whole bunch of stories, but I won't do that. You know, that's what old people do. But to be here tonight and I thank you so much, Nikki. I oh, appreciate absolutely. It. absolutely. Um, uh, you know, sometimes we do go over, we're a little bit over, but that's fine. You know, people are still online, people are still, you know, rocking with us. So it's uh, all good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, great to have you on great to, you know, um, happy to know you. I'm happy to have said that I've been in a couple of your shows and yeah. you talk about when you said, Expect the unexpected. I remember there was one art show and I was in there. It could have been the first one that I was in. And afterwards, you're like, okay, let's walk over here. So we're going to do an open mic. Here, you do something. Oh. Like <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was so much fun. Yeah, it was fun. But it's just like you catch me because I, sometimes I like to play like I'm an introvert. I, I think I'm probably a little both. I don't know. I'm right. a little both and everything in between. But you're like, here, get on the stage. I'm like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. And thank you everybody for joining us tonight, whoever's here, I don't know, but um, I appreciate your support too, so. Yes, absolutely. You know, we have people that's online. We have so, you know, people, thank you to all the people who are watching, who threw in a comment. Um, to the regulars, uh, definitely Jane and Trish and Sylvia. There's yes, thank you. Always on. Um, and, and also to the people who's going to catch it on the replay. So this will be on YouTube. This will be on Facebook. This is going to be on Spotify and iTunes. So definitely thank you so much. Um, 
for being here. Um, this program, this uh, the circle is brought to you by Nikki Lopez Creative and What's Your Elephant? And What's Your Elephant is a movement that uses the arts to create a safe space to talk about everything unspoken. So if you enjoyed the program, you want to find out more about what I'm doing, different shows that I'm doing, you can go to whatsyourelephant.org and find out more. You can also go to Linktree, uh, Nikki Lopez 19. And I've already shared in the in the mess, uh, the text, uh, the comments where you can find tedartworks.net, who's uh, Ted Artworks on Facebook and on Instagram. So definitely uh, follow us, get to know us, reach out. Um, I definitely, uh, we're both approachable. Definitely figure out what Ted's doing. He's got a lot going on. Always a great energy to be around. So, um, and uh, any final words from you, Ted? No, just thank you very much. I've enjoyed it. And thank you again, everybody that tuned in. So Absolutely. All right. Well. Yes, be well. And I will see you all next week. Good night. Thank you.